Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today's guest started with nothing. He and his parents immigrated to the United States when he was only two years old. Not only that, but they weren't youngsters. His parents were in their early 40s. They were starting all over again to create the American dream. There were a lot of struggles for the family, and his mom actually passed away when he was only seven years old. His story is an amazing one, and I'll bring him on in a minute as this is part four of four in the series. In episode one of four, we already talked about the article, Bringing Older Americans Back into the Mix. And in episode two of four, we talked about why older men should lift weights. And Rocky himself is a weightlifter, and I have to tell you, I also am planning on becoming a weightlifter as well at some point. (laughs) Last week, we talked about five things that you need to do in order to make your retirement a good one. And today, we are talking about living while you're living instead of dying while you're while you're living. Rocky's going to go over the, the name of it in a second. I can never get it right, but that's okay. It's not the name that's important. Now, if you heard the last episodes, you already know that I'm talking about Rocky Lalvani, the host of the Richer Souls podcast. But before I bring him on, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. If you are signing up for Medicare, you already know how confusing it is. You've probably already got that four-inch stack of Medicare mail. But don't worry, this step-by-step guide is absolutely free and will help you easily make the transition into Medicare. You can get it free right now at medicarequick.com slash checklist. And best yet, as you go through the checklist, you can think of me. And when you're ready, just remember that I'd love to help you with your Medicare. So Rocky, thanks for co-hosting. I am excited to discuss this next 
article, I'd rather die while I'm living than live while I'm dead with you. <laughs> but before we start, I'd like you to tell our listener about your parents starting all over again. We skipped over that in the last three episodes, and I am just dying to hear their story. So my parents, uh, they were married late in life. They were, we're from India. And I think I, just as they were in their late teens and getting started on life, they had, uh, it was the end of World War II. India was being partitioned off into two countries. And so they had to relocate and restart their lives. Is that when it split into Pakistan and India? Yes. Is that, is that what happened? That was, and it was the same time that Israel was created. So all these different countries were kind of being started. created and started and people were being uh, moved around. And so they kind of had to restart life and so I guess that delayed everything. Maybe that's, yeah, that's probably why they didn't have you until they were in their 40s, right? That's probably why, yeah. And Well, my dad was almost 40 when he got married. So my mom was a little bit younger, but not much. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's so amazing. And you came over, you probably don't remember any of that because you were so young. I don't remember coming here at two, but I do remember them starting over and us constantly moving up the economic ladder and watching everyone move up the economic ladder. Oh, so, really? So did they while, come with a group or was it just your mom and dad? My mom and dad each had a, a family member here, but they also had a circle of friends that they had gone to college with or that they knew. And so that circle of friends would meet on a fairly regular basis. And so you watch that whole group of people kind of move up the economic ladder. Oh, they all started awesome. off uh, with very little and little by little, you just saw them, I think over 10, because you know, by the time I was a teenager, people were living large. Wow, so you got to see that. You got to see that you can change your, your place in life. So that's pretty cool. So do you speak, I know, isn't there like a hundred languages or something in India? Uh, there are. And I think because I was so young when I came, I did not keep, because when my parents came, their attitude was, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Learn English. <laughs> Learn English. And English will be the key to your success. And so their focus was on me learning English. Oh, okay. Yeah. You hear a lot of people that, whose parents didn't te teach them the the language. Plus, I think they probably wanted to tell secrets that you couldn't understand in front of you. So I do understand. <laughs> and so they, they they couldn't tell too many secrets. Oh, Over okay. time, you've got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I understand a little Spanish, but my tongue doesn't want to actually speak it. So let's talk about this article, I'd rather die while I'm living than live while I'm dead. And um, it's funny, the, the author blames Jimmy Buffett. So what do you think about that? You know, and I think he said he, he watched it as a young teenager. Isn't it funny how all those things that we see as a young kid are imprinted in us? And for good or for bad, uh, a lot of the money scripts that we have in life and a lot of the scripts we have about how life should be lived are imprinted in us as kids. So... That's hey. right. What's the bumper stickers that they have? They they talk about I'm taking it taking it with me. I'm spending my child's inheritance. I'm doing all that. But a lot of people don't really they don't really get out there and 
and enjoy life. I think that's what it means. And that very well may be. And I think that was the last article we discussed. That was the last step of that article. Step five was enjoy your life, live fully. And I think that is at at the crux. I think that is the most important thing for people. And you don't have to be retired to do this. You do it at every part of your life. What is it that you want and what is it that you're going to enjoy and how do you go about doing that? And I think that's important. And I, and I think there's two sides to that. I think sometimes people take the negative side, which is to think it's about taking undue risk, which it's not. It's not about being crazy. It's not about being stupid. It's it's not about any of those types of things. It's about being intentional and being purposeful in, in what you want out of life. You know, the fire community, the young people that are retiring early, they, I think they've got this, you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons I love listening to their podcasts because they have, I, I think they, they have something that my generation doesn't in that they, they do live now, you know, they, they do spend time with their families they they do take the art class or learn how to write or, you know, go skiing in the middle of the week. All the things that the baby boomers would never have thought of doing because they're not work, work, working and building up, you know, stashing stashing nuts for the winter, basically. And I think that that attitude is one of the reasons why they're looked at by some baby boomers as being um, irresponsible. But on the other hand, is your life really about the most expensive car you can drive, the most expensive house you can live in, the eating in restaurants five days a week? I mean, is that really what life is? Or is it about building those memories with your, with your family and friends? And I think that's the thing. I, I always look at, I think I was at the, the swing point in that, that whole shift over. So I'm 53 now, the people who were a bit ahead of me all had pensions. They all worked for what you went to work for a company and the company took care of you your whole life and you stayed there and you retired with a pension. And then things started to shift. And I think I was in the, the early part of that shift where it then became, hey, we don't care about companies and companies don't care about us. We're going to job hop. We're going to go do things. We are not going to wait 30 years to become a manager. You know, the whole world shifted. And so now you have to look at things differently. And I think the young people are smart to say, what is it that I want? I'm not just going to chase money because I think we were all sold the American dream. And it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. Right. I mean, is I. Granted, you know, it's nice to have a nice house with the two-car garage and, you know, the white picket fence, but it's not going to make you happy. And if you're spending your whole life on a treadmill chasing after that and you're not enjoying the journey, then I think that's where the problem is. And I think people are realize because there's always going to be somebody with a bigger house and a nicer car and something more. And so you just have to learn to say, I am enough. I have what I want. And I'm going to be intentional in how I choose to live my life. And I'm going to do what I think is important instead of what society or some advertiser told me I exactly. should do because it's important. It's all about the advertising. You know, I was reading and I, I've heard this more than one time 
And I don't remember what the study is or where I first read it, but there was a study done, and perhaps you are aware of this, where after a certain income level where your needs are met, then incrementally as you make more money, so I think it was like $70,000 or something like that, as you incrementally make more money, your happiness does not increase based on the amount of money that you're making. And from what I've seen from um, looking at the ultra wealthy, the suicides that I've seen in that class, I mean, just just in my lifetime, people that, that you would think had it all that just really weren't happy. And I think it's because they, they, they weren't really living the life of making a difference in the world. You know, like maybe some of these YouTube stars or, or uh, movie stars, they're making entertainment, but are they really making a difference? You know, and, and I think that that has to do, you know, you can be ultra wealthy and unfulfilled. And that's very true. Yeah, the article, I think it's about seventy seventy five thousand dollars $75,000 that after that, your level of happiness is not really affected by the amount of money you make because you have your basics. Everything is covered. I, you know, and I, I tell that story a lot in the sense that you can go buy a new luxury car tomorrow and tomorrow you will be happy. Six months from tomorrow, when your neighbor comes home with a nicer luxury car and yours is dented and it's not new anymore, you're no longer happy. And on top of that, you have this obligation of, I have this fancy car, I have to get it serviced, I have to take care of it, I'm worried someone's going to do this or that. And it just becomes, it, it actually goes negative instead of positive. And when you learn to let go of yourself and learn to to be content inside, then you have it all. And that, I mean, I think that's the final stage of life is is learning to let go. And as you said, some people in the fire community have learned that up front. And so they're building their life up front with letting go. Yeah, I'm 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 looking up to them. You know, even though they came behind me, I'm definitely looking up to a lot of the people in that community. And as far as cars go, you know, I am totally happy with my gangsta cart. And for if you didn't listen last week, you'll have to go back and hear about my gan my gangsta cart, <laughs> which is my vehicle now. <laughs> and that that makes life so much simpler and cheaper and easier. And you, you you know you no longer have to be your mind's not cluttered with worrying about it. You just enjoy life. Yep. Let's talk about some of the things that the author wrote. He said. Um, if we determined what die while I'm living is, what does the opposite look like? So basically, die while you're living means, it, like, I want to die while I'm doing something that I enjoy. That's what that means to me. I want to be out there. I want to be living my life. I don't want to be, you know, sitting at home watching TV or, as the author says, putting up with that dreaded commute for a job you don't like, to earn money, to buy things you don't need, to impress people you don't like. <laughs> and I think that's just beautiful. Now, do you know that the author was actually on my show? I do. I know him as well. He was on my show as well, and I have met him in person. He is um, 
a wonderful guy, and he just recently retired kind of early. Fritz is, I think he retired at about 57 or 58, and it was that, you know, he talks about that one more year syndrome. Oh, I have that. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm literally, I'm kind of at, well, five more years, I'll be good. but so he he does talk about that journey into retirement and shifting. And he's traveling all over the country, taking train trips, living life and and having a blast. I love it. I love it. And and for the listener, if you're wondering, because we didn't say his name, the author's name is Fritz Gilbert, and he's at the retirementmanifesto.com. And I don't remember which episode he's been on on my show but I will link both Rocky's episode where Fritz was on his show and I will link the episode where Fritz Gilbert was on my show as well so you'll have your your choice of a couple of uh, different episodes you know Rocky's episodes are usually longer than mine I try to keep mine to you know 20-30 minutes and Rocky's usually goes about an hour or so so you can determine how long your commute is <laughs> going to that job you don't like, or maybe you love your job. Maybe you've already got your retirement lifestyle worked out and you just listen to this show to uh, to gloat at all of us that don't have it worked out. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Rocky? I, you know what? I think people, I don't know your demographics, but I think people, I listen to things of what's to come so that I know how to prepare for the future. So I think you may have people in all different stages of life, or they might be learning for their parents, or you never know. I, I think they're they're all over the place. I know my demographic is not an age demographic. It's a mindset demographic. It's people who want to do things in a certain way and walk away from what everyone else tells you you have to do. I love that. That is so cool. So what do you think? Are you living? Are you dying while you're, are you going to die while you're living or are you going to live while you're dead? I think we already know the answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) I am, uh, I'm going to die while I'm living. And you know, I think people need to realize this isn't something you do overnight. It takes time. Um, And little by little, I've been changing my life and, and building so that I can do things the way that I want. And little by little, I do that. And I honestly, my, for a good part of my entire working career, I have been underemployed, meaning I ch- specifically chose not to climb ladders because I knew that all of those ladders had trade-offs. And while I could make more money, what I was giving up for that money was far more valuable to me than the money itself. And I still ended up with a lot of money. So you can do both. You just have to be intentional. And that delta, I think, is usually not very big. Now, for some people, it can be massive. But if you're going to put that much time and effort into it, there are other ways to make money on your own that can give you that massive delta as well. The world changed. I mean, when I was young, there was no internet. We couldn't do what we're doing today, right? Yeah, we couldn't podcast. No, we couldn't podcast. We couldn't connect. We couldn't you know, the the markets were closed. If you wanted to write a book, you needed a publisher to say yes. I will choose you. Now you just write it yourself and put put it on Amazon. (laughs) Yep. You have the ability to do that. And hopefully soon my 
slow editor will get my book out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, when you um when you get your book, come back on the show. When you're doing do your book tour, your virtual <laughs> book tour. I don't know that I'm going to do a book tour. I think I might just release it. <laughs> That's what I did with my book and it it didn't, you know, if you want it to sell, you have to tell people about it. That was my problem. I didn't tell anybody about my book. <laughs> oh, well, I think my first book I'm I'm building as a giveaway. Oh, that's So nice. it's going to be a giveaway to my listeners, to the people on my email subscriber list. As I said, you know, and I don't know if it was this episode or the last, but I'm learning to improve my writing skills. It's one of the things that's part of my retirement. I, I now realize how important it is and I'm working on improving that. So my second book I can sell. <laughs> okay. That sounds fair enough. Well, Rocky, once again, it's been just a joy having you on the show. Thank you for agreeing to come on again. This four-part episode or four-part series, I should say, has just been fun. Thanks again. You're absolutely welcome. It's been an honor and I very much enjoyed these conversations. Me too. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.